We live in a world that doesn't always understand grief, but we do. We see you, we hear you, and we're here to talk about grief in the most real of ways, because we have lived with it too. In this podcast, we'll look at ways to integrate grief into a life that is fulfilling and meaningful for you. There'll be no platitudes or silver linings, but there may be the occasional F-bomb. I'm coach John Polo, and my person died. I'm coach Carolyn Gower, and my person died too. Hey everyone, welcome to season two of the My Person Died To podcast. I'm so excited to be back. Are you excited, John? I am excited. It's good to see you again. It sure is. And John, you and I have been busy over the last couple of weeks planning some cool new stuff for the podcast and for our community. And one of those things is our new Facebook group. We've called it the My Person Died To community, especially for all of you, our amazing listeners. So if you haven't joined yet, we're going to put a link in the show notes. Otherwise, if you follow My Person Died To podcast on Instagram or me, Carolyn Gower Coaching on Instagram or Facebook, you can click on the Linktree link or you can also visit John's website, johnpolocoaching.com. That's right. We have that community and we want you guys to join it. I also want to announce the winner of May's giveaway. So as you guys know, if you listen to the last episode of season one, we have a new giveaway where if you are a supporter of ours, you can win one free hour with Carolyn and I to be used however you want. So we can sit there, we can have, you know, coffee, talk about, you know, sports. We could talk about the world. We could talk about your grief. We could tell funny memories about our people, whatever it may be. The winner of May's giveaway is Vanessa Gosak Ramirez. So once you are ready to discuss times to have that free hour with Carolyn and I, reach out to us and we'll set that up. Congratulations, Vanessa. We'll be talking to you real soon. Okay, let's get down to business. So today we're taking a closer look at that familiar old platitude, everything happens for a reason. And the episode is entitled, and you know, John, I can't say this without saying it in this voice. What's the reason? (laughs) So would you like to kick it off for us? Oh, Lordy. Look, we live in land of the platitudes, right? We live in land of the platitudes. And before my wife passed, even though I had many losses in my life, including my dad, I was one of those people. I would, you know, say something platitude to the person grieving. I don't really do that anymore. To me, I actually cross that off. I never do that anymore. To me, everything happens for a reason is one of the worst platitudes out there. And in this episode, we're going to look at that. We're going to look at why it works for some people, why it doesn't work for other people, and why even if it works for you, you shouldn't say it to a hurting human. Yeah, John, as I've said before on this podcast, you know, grief does make people feel very uncomfortable. So the natural instinct when confronted with someone who is grieving is to look for a silver lining to try and make the griever feel better. 
And I totally believe that the majority of the time these platitudes are said, that they are said with the very best of intentions because they just don't know what to say or do. So guys, if you are listening to this podcast and you have said these things before, please know that we're not saying you're a bad person, you know, not at all. We too have said these things in the past when we didn't know any better. And now we simply want to help to educate you so that you can feel more comfortable and supportive around your grieving friend or family member. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, whenever I post on my own social media about, you know, this is a platitude and don't say it to other people. Inevitably, somebody comments and says, well, they're just trying to help. And I get that. Like I do. I I understand that. So like you said, we're not trying to beat up on people because we have both said these things as well, right? We're trying to educate and actually show what can be helpful and what is usually not helpful. Absolutely. And John, I think perhaps another reason why people might want to believe that everything happens for a reason is that it makes them feel safer. So for instance, if they believe that there's some grand reason or learning to come from something horrible that might've happened to another person, then maybe it's less likely to happen to them because there'd have to be a reason for it, right? But if horrible things can just happen, like for no reason to anyone, then it could happen to them too. And, you know, that's some scary shit. Absolutely. Look, when somebody says this to a grieving person who has just lost somebody they love, there doesn't have to be some grand, magical, greater reason why that person died. People die. It's one of the basic truths that we know that's not going away. People die. And sometimes something, you know, everything happens for a reason. No, sometimes the reason was that that person died because they got cancer or they were in a horrible accident, but it goes beyond just death. I did a video on this a couple of years ago. I saw something on social media. I got really pissed off and I, I went into my old house, fired up the camera and did a video on it. And I took it beyond just death. You know, if you have a man somewhere who's deeply in love with his wife and she walks out on him for another individual, right? Another man. Don't tell that hurting human that everything happens for a reason while he feels shattered. If you have a mom whose son is battling cancer, don't tell that hurting human that everything happens for a reason. If you have a friend who just lost their job and is worried because you know they're close to penniless and they don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to feed their kids. Don't tell them that everything happens for a reason. It's okay if you believe that. It's okay if they believe that. I may even believe that some things happen for a reason, but we shouldn't tell it to somebody whose heart is breaking. 
Yeah, look, I absolutely agree with that, John. And look, if I'm going to be completely honest, I do believe that some things do happen for a reason, but, and it's a big but, where I draw the line is attaching that belief to the really painful traumatic life events because, you know, that just serves no purpose whatsoever. So in normal day-to-day life, I feel it's fine to acknowledge that if there might be a thing that I really want to do or a pattern I want to change for my own personal growth and something internally is holding me back, then the universe may give me a nudge to say, look, come on, you can do this, go this way or push me a bit to get me out of my comfort zone. But today we are focusing more on when this phrase is used in relation to the death of a loved one. You know, this reminds me of something. So a couple of years ago, I had someone on my personal Facebook page make a comment. So I posted something, I think I posted about like, I was headed to go speak at a conference or something. And somebody posted, commented on that post, you know, look at where you're at today and all the good things that have come from your pain. I would give this stupid career back in one second if it meant that Michelle never got sick. What has come out of my life after the passing of my wife, I do not believe is because everything happens for a reason. I believe it's because I held on long enough to survive that unimaginable pain. At some point, picked myself back up and decided to work really hard to rebuild my life. And again, when people say everything happens for a reason, you're not only not validating the pain, you're also not validating the incredible struggle that it is to actually survive this and then rebuild your life in a successful way because it's anything but easy. And the thing is, John, suggesting that everything happens for a reason is toxic positivity, which basically means that no matter what terrible hardship or pain you're going through, you're expected to only have a positive, optimistic attitude. Yeah, nah, nah, it doesn't happen like that. (laughs) Interestingly enough, phrases like this are usually said with the intention of offering sympathy or support. However, oftentimes they have the opposite effect, coming across as heartless and dismissive of a person's feelings. I don't know off the top of my head. Like I'm trying to think. I mean, Michelle passed just over six years ago. So my memory may not be that wonderful. I'm trying to think if anyone said everything happens for a reason, like as she was sick, as she was dying, you know, in the first year after she died, I don't think anyone said this one to me. I have to be honest. I think if somebody said that that to me while she was sick, while she was dying, or like in that first year or two, I think I would have went batshit crazy on them. (laughs) Like, I think I would have ripped their head off. You just don't say that to somebody who is suffering the worst loss of their life. You just don't, right? Absolutely not. You know, it's something that should never come out of someone's mouth when you're talking to a grieving person. You know, the other thing I want to mention really quick is when we 
are dealing with a broken heart, acknowledging that pain is an essential step in taking the appropriate steps to eventually move forward in a healthy way. 100%. Look, if you choose to use this phrase to help you deal with your own personal issues, that's your choice. It can, however, as John said, become harmful when you start to force that mindset on other people's circumstances and pain. Because what it does is it shuts down their opportunity to talk about their feelings. And that's such an important step in moving through their grief and healing. The truth is, shit happens every day to good people who don't deserve it. And it's not fair. There is no reason. Sometimes it just happens. After any major life event, good or bad, there can be a certain level of personal growth, but that doesn't necessarily mean that something big has to happen for us to grow. We usually automatically experience personal growth at different ages and stages in our life anyway. However, when we go through trauma or loss, it does change us. And I mean, how can it not? Sometimes we will experience post-traumatic stress. Sometimes in time, we'll experience post-traumatic growth. There is no golden rule. There's no right or wrong way. It's your own unique life experience. I absolutely agree. This goes back, Carolyn, to what I was saying a little bit earlier, which is the trauma, the horror of what I went through does not deserve credit for my growth, right? I deserve credit for my growth. Absolutely. Um, I have had certain people say to me something along the lines of, they all use different verbiage, but like, you're supposed to be doing this work, John. Like, this is your life's calling. And the way that they said it, and again, they all use different verbiage, but it was basically like what, ha what happened to you had to happen so that you could help people. And again, it goes back to Carolyn. If I want to believe that, I can believe that. I'm not saying I do believe that. I'm saying if I want to, I can. But nobody should, those words should not be said to me by any human. Not after the pain of losing Michelle. And as Austrian psychiatrist Viktor Frankl put it, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. As I've said before, after my first marriage ended in 1995, it was a really horrible time. For two years, it was really, really bad. But over time and with a lot of hard work, I grew so much from that experience. Now, does that mean it happened for a reason? Maybe, maybe not. Though I do know that it got to a point where I realized the impact that my depression was having on mine and my children's lives, and I knew it had to change, and that I was the only one who could make those changes. And since Tony died five years ago, I have moved through my grief, learning about it as I go, and learning, I guess, more about myself having a deeper understanding of the fragility of life and taking nothing for granted. But that's my journey. Yours may look different. So for a moment, I want to discuss what we can say 
in response to somebody saying everything happens for a reason. So somebody says it to us. What do we say in response? I was having lunch with a friend about a year ago. And she said that to me. And I don't even remember what we were talking about, but she said, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I really adore my friend, but I looked her in the eyes. And I said, well, that's bullshit. And then we got in the discussion about Michelle and, you know, how, as Carolyn said, like bad things happen to amazing people and sometimes people die, right? In that moment, I decided to tell her that I thought it was bullshit. There have been other moments since I lost my wife where somebody has said a platitude to me and I kind of let it go. Carolyn, do you have any suggestions to our listeners who might hear someone say that? I think one of the best things you can say if you don't want to let it go. So again, sometimes it makes sense, guys, to just let it go because they are coming from a good place because it's not worth it. But if you do want to say something, what's the reason, (laughs) right? You want to stump somebody? Let them tell you about your deceased person. Everything happens for a reason. What's the reason, Jerry? That's one way to approach it. Although I am going to say before I turn it over to Carolyn here, sometimes I think not even engaging with such a ridiculous platitude is the way to go. Yeah, look, John, I know when that's been said to me, I have just let it go more times than not because I know the person is coming from a good place. So I might just give them a a bit of a smile and just think, no, it's not worth it. I'm just going to let that go. I have a couple of times it's got the better of me. And I said, no, okay, what do you think the reason might be for my <laughs> right. husband dying? And right. yeah, just to see the, the look on the person's face for my own entertainment, maybe. But then I end up feeling bad because the person feels really bad. So there has though been a couple of times where I have said, no, look with my life experience, I've, I kind of don't agree with that sentiment so we'll just leave it at that and agree to disagree there it's funny because like i didn't know this until we're having this discussion right now and it just it's um realization that just came to me when people said it to me it was easier for me to let it roll off my back because i did think they were just trying to help i think a year ago when my friend said it and i kind of got a little bit agitated with them. I think what happened was I work with so many clients now who have had ridiculous platitudes thrown their way, who have dealt with toxic positivity, whose pain has not been seen or heard or validated. And I think part of me is just so over that shit that now I speak my mind a little bit more about the platitudes. And again, it's not to make the person feel bad, but sometimes we do have to be a little bit firm when we're trying to educate society. Yes, absolutely. And I I know, John, I have come across 
um, another platitude. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember, do remember saying to a person, because um, I did know them quite well, I just said, look, I just want to explain something to you. I know you're coming from a good place, but um, that sentence you just said is not helpful to someone who's grieving. And let me just explain why to you. And they, once they understood the reason, they were really good about it. They completely got it. So sometimes it can be worth, um, you know, spending that bit of time and just letting them know why it does hurt you, why it's not helpful. Well, and the other thing is when we do that, and again, I'm not suggesting that everyone do that. I think sometimes, especially if you're not, you know, if you're really grieving, sometimes it is better to just let it go. But when we do tell them why it's not helpful, we are potentially breaking the cycle. So now the 14 other people, Joe just said that to you, right? And you you told Joe why it's not helpful. Hopefully Joe listens and now he's not going to go say that to 14 other people. You have helped Joe to learn how to communicate better to a human who has a broken heart so if you're sitting with your grieving friend and you're not sure what to do or say the simplest thing you can do is just to listen to them listen and validate their pain rather than dismissing it do you have anything to add to that john we're going to do you know a future episode on this and carolyn drumroll please actually has an <laughs> ebook coming out about how to best support a grieving friend. So we're going to do an episode that kind of walks hand in hand with that ebook. That's going to be coming soon. So I won't go into a lot of thought here, but you know, I don't know why we as a society don't put more weight on the words. I'm so sorry. Like just telling somebody I'm so sorry. I mean, you're validating their pain in that moment. Or if that's not enough for you, you can also walk up to them and instead of saying everything happens for a reason, if they don't mind an occasional cuss word, you can say, I'm so sorry, this really fucking sucks. And just sit with them in the fact that losing somebody they love so much really fucking sucks. That's so true, John. So often we make it a lot harder on ourselves to try and think what to say when it's really quite simple. All right, Carolyn, this is how we're going to end episode one of season two. Are you ready? Ready, John. Okay. Drum roll, please. On the count of three, one, two, three. What's, What's the, the fucking reason? reason? Thank you for listening to the My Person Died To podcast. For full information on our books, coaching services and other offerings, visit our websites, carolyngowercoaching.com.au and johnpolocoaching.com. Remember to rate, review and subscribe. And if you found this podcast helpful, please spread the word so that we're able to support more people through grief.